Good morning, this is your host Rusty James. It is August 14, 2015, and this is the ride. Hey, good morning fellow riders. Right off the get-go I need to touch on something before I forget because you know how I go off on tangents and never wrap it up properly. So here we go. Yesterday we were talking about kind of a slightly deep heavy thing, but I will make it light. The fact that there are many people in the world who have never heard of Jesus Christ, how is it that you know, you can reconcile that you know, God is just and everything and yet there are people who will be judged and they will never have known the law or the, you know, God's rules. And I was reading, I just happened to be listening to Romans chapter 1. And Paul is talking about how God has given us in creation clear indications of his presence. But man's, the, the mind of man has been corrupted and has chosen to ignore or more likely rationalize that creation and rationalize it without there being a God. And that has taken place over generations. That was my part that I just added, the generations thing, but that's that's truly what's going on. So what I was thinking is, if you could somehow strip all of the man's thinking away from the, the culture, the mind of the culture, I believe you would be able to recognize, by looking at creation, that there is a creator. And... So I believe that, you know, there are different pockets of, uh, of people groups that maybe don't know God has a son, Jesus Christ, but they are aware of a, of a creator. And I believe that God, like I said the other day, I believe God is just and he will properly judge the living and the dead. And so I leave that to him. I am not the judge. But he has called us to reach to the outer ends of the world with the gospel of Christ. So that's what we ought to be doing. So anyway, that I knew that there was a scripture like that. I've always known that there was a scripture that kind of talked about how the um, indications of God are out there if you just want to look. And maybe all it is is the fact that, you know, mortal man who is rejecting God chooses to put up this wall that maybe subconsciously he doesn't know he's doing it, but you know what? At the deeper level, he kind of knows he's doing it. I kind of believe that that's true. So that's kind of one thing I got to thinking about this morning. So I think today we're going to talk a little bit about some practical family stuff. And I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. So I shall begin. How about that? Last night I got home. Kind of worked a little bit late last night. Didn't really want to spend a whole lot of time other than vegging once I got home. But important things afoot. 
got home and my son is working on a new software package called SolidWorks and it's part of his homework if you will for a group he's working with a robotics group so he's doing some of the CAD stuff so he's 14 and he's he's kind of tech savvy he does a lot of cool stuff with the computer he even built a computer so he kind of knows what's going on with the physical part of the computer the software he's getting there but anyway you know he's following the tutorials on how to use it and he was running into some roadblocks yesterday and so I thought well I'll help him a little bit so that he can be more fruitful later on when I'm not there during his day so we sat down he was showing me what he was attempting to do and how why it wasn't working and you know I approached that whole situation knowing that although I didn't know the particular software I figured we'd be able to figure it out together and sure enough we were able to do it and the beautiful thing is not that we figured it out the beautiful thing is that he needed my help and we learned so much more through that little experience of an hour last night we learned so much more both of us than we ever would have had everything gone perfect so take that put it in your pipe and smoke it think about that sometimes the troubling parts in life are the things that are the more teachable so I'm going to explain a little bit of what I mean by that with last night's example so let's begin so Seth was wanting to do something he thought he was following it to the letter of the tutorial I reminded him that tutorials were written by humans and sometimes they make mistakes because I've gone through millions of tutorials in my career and I can tell you firsthand they're not always right if you've ever put together IKEA furniture well maybe not IKEA they're pretty good but solder or any of those other things where you got about 50 billion steps to put together this two pound piece of furniture you know that sometimes they don't include the one step that's crucial or you know you know you've done this so you know exactly what's wrong with that stuff I think sometimes I should just go offer my services to those companies seriously you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna offer my services I'll be a consultant to those places because I know exactly what needs to be fixed in those in those uh, plans in those uh, instruction sets I could make billions okay write that down I gotta I gotta get to that but anyway consultant I'll be the consultant and I will fix the world okay so anyway Seth's telling me he's following all the instructions per the letter I'm thinking that's cool I'm really upset with the people that made this tutorial because obviously they messed up well I find out and I'm, I'm following right along with Seth yeah looks like you're doing it right nope it didn't look like it worked right hmm let's figure it out let's zoom in shall we so I did and we found 
that instead of doing an uh, a whole extrusion, we were doing a base extrusion, and the icons looked vastly similar. So, once we figured that out, it was like, boom, oh, oh, that's the reason. And here's a teachable moment. Parents, don't bring your kids, don't, don't, uh, don't be cruel to your children. This is not the, I'm telling you this, don't, don't say stuff like, oh, you know, that was dumb, you shouldn't, you should have seen that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Your kid probably spent hours and hours just avoiding that one thing by mistake. It's not right to punish that. And don't say, well, the world is harsh, you gotta, no, 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 no. Now, I'm not perfect, but I did this one right. I, I said, look, this kind of stuff, missing that one little thing, that happens all the time by us adults, by us grown-ups, in the real world, in engineering or whatever, all the time. In fact, I was reminding him that in many days, there'll be something, I, I work in computers and automation technology and drafting and CAD and all those kind of things and sometimes, yes, us college educated people, sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we don't see the tree because of the forest or the forest for the trees. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we miss it. We're adults. We don't have it going on all the time. And many times I'll say to somebody I'm working with, hey, I need another pair of eyes here. Come over here and what am I missing here? I know it should be working this way and it's just not. There's got to be something I'm missing. I'm not seeing it. You know, there might be, and then both of us might miss it. And then we'll pull in a third person. Hey, we need another pair of eyes. Come here and look. That term, another pair of eyes, gets bandied about quite a bit in the technical world when we're doing this kind of stuff. So I encouraged my son, this is not atypical because he was getting hard on himself right then and there that he missed it. Teachable moment number two, you're going to miss it sometimes. You're going to miss doing it perfectly. In fact, I can guarantee you, you're going to miss and you're going to be off the mark sometimes. And you have to let yourself be off the mark. If you're trying to be perfect, you're going to be disappointed, worried, doubtful about your own abilities. And really, yesterday at the end of the podcast, I said, you know, worry really is sin because it's distrusting your father. In this case, I was hoping that Seth would trust me as his father to tell him the truth. And just like I was telling him, God is telling us, look, you cannot be perfect. I'm the only one that's perfect. You're not going to be perfect. So take that pressure off. Take a deep breath. 
This is kind of what I was telling Seth. Take a deep breath and realize you're not perfect. Sometimes you miss it. And it was such a minor thing. It wasn't like he was deliberately sinful by picking the wrong icon. He just missed it. He didn't see it. His eyes weren't honed in to the particular thing that he needed to do. And it completely made things opposite of what he wanted. Isn't that somehow, or you know, somehow, isn't that how it works some of the time? We're wanting to do the right thing. We just miss, we just miss it. So, long story short with him, I believe he's fine. I believe his soul is not crushed. He's learning that he doesn't have to be perfect all the time. He's learning that he's allowed to make mistakes and, and I'm not going to crush him. It's really interesting because I've never been that way with him, yet he's that way with himself. He wants him to be so perfect. And that's just a personality trait and, and I get that and, and you know, we work with our children and help them develop the best we can knowing that, you know, knowing the flavor of who they are. And I encourage you parents to get to know the flavor of your kids so that you can minister to them. You know, your kids are, are a harvest field. Train them in the way they should go and they will not depart. And I want Seth to see what I'm doing with him so that he will have mercy and grace to others. That is one major thing I'm in, wanting to instill into him. And if he sees it coming from me to him, I know without a doubt he will live that out of him. And then the other, the, the last piece of teachable moment from that is, you know, we were going through this stuff and these tutorials can be rather complicated because they're making some pretty complex um, 3D images for this robot. And uh, one other thing I told him is, hey, you know, the tutorial is interesting. The tutorial was having him do certain things that were not ultimately the end goal. You know, it have him draw uh, a shape and size it in the wrong size because the tutorial knew this it was actually written pretty well so that was that was good I, I was glad it was teaching the tutorial's job isn't to quickly get you to the end goal oh preach preach the Bible's is our tutorial it isn't to get you to the end goal it's to, it's to get you to each intermediate goal properly so that the next goal that you have can be done right. So what am I saying? In this particular tutorial, Seth was told he had to do this and size it this way. And then the next step, it would have him resize it because that first one, it wasn't right for the finished product. But the tutorial's job was to teach him how to do it a different way in the next step. See that? So, 
if you're reading the Bible or if you're trying to understand why God hasn't met your end goal need, perhaps he's trying to get you just to rely on him to the level that you need to rely on him for this intermediate goal. Let's just do that. Let's just get there. And then when you see that that was done successfully, then you take that next step of faith that he's calling you to take and see that he will be there for that. Because I know Christians who are out there, I need to do this. I've been called to preach. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, let me tell you something. I never really felt like I was called to preach. But guess what? I kind of am in this podcast. A little bit. But there are some who say, you know, this is my calling. I know that this is what God wants me to do. I know this is what He wants me to do. Why isn't it happening for me? Why don't I have, you know, the position where that can fly? And I don't know about your situation, because I barely know about mine, but I'm going to guess that maybe there is a step of faith that you need to take that you're maybe unwilling to take at this point to get you to step 2B before you get to 2C. Forget step 5. Let's just focus on 2B. Because if you don't 2B, it ain't gonna be 2B. Uh, I was trying to be silly there. You know, to be or not to be. That is the question. Well, anyway. So, that is a little bit of <laughs> the night that I had. It, I, I encourage, when I have opportunities like that, I love it. I love it. We happen to be homeschool family, but even if I wasn't a homeschool dad, that kind of stuff I live for. I want to put that kind of stuff into my kids. Our father is a good father. He wants to put that kind of stuff into us. He reminds us, yeah, you know, you, you miss it sometimes, but that's okay. I have grace. I have grace for you. So if you missed it, remember he has grace for you. He's like the father who says, don't try to be perfect. The way is plain. Just take, just take it. And trust me, you will make it. I have no doubt in my mind that today when Seth gets on the computer, he's going to feel a whole new level of confidence. Because he knows that I'm not harsh. That if he finds another mistake or has another problem, I will be consistent in how I deal with that. And my whole goal is to help him. So anyway, enough about CAD systems. <laughs> you know, this is kind of dovetailing into another aspect of family life, which is, you know, if I was harsh with my wife, I could have said, man, 
I had a long day at work. Long, hard day at work. I want to come home and relax. Why didn't you handle Seth? Don't do that, husbands. You be merciful and gracious to your spouse. Now, in this case, my gifting, if you will, is doing exactly what Seth and I did last night. That's not her gifting. She does have giftings that have been fully in operation as of late. And I, on a number of occasions, have reminded her that I see her as the Proverbs 31 wife. Read Proverbs 31 today. But lately, as we're preparing to move, just checking my phone here. Yeah, we're still recording. As we're preparing to move, and as the school year approaches, she's selling curriculum on eBay, and she's trading at the city gates, if you will. Read Proverbs 31, you know what I mean. And she is taking care of business. One day, when we were selling something on Craigslist, and uh, it was something that we no longer needed. It was, a, it was a nice thing, but we no longer needed it. And it's just heavy to haul around, so let's not move that to the new place if we don't need to. So we put it, put it on Craigslist. Somebody comes back and says, hey, um, I'll trade you. I'll barter something for that. Not barter. That's more like services. Well, it's a trade. It was a trade of... Uh, of a weed whacker which we desperately needed and we did not have a gas-powered weed whacker and uh, we found out what kind of model it was what shape it was in and we said you know what we'll take a look at it and if it's what we want the trade will be good we'll we'll, we'll honor that trade and uh, don't you know I was running late at work that day or something and the guy said, hey, I'll come over at such and such a time, which I would, wouldn't have been able to be home. So here she is, and this is not her element whatsoever. Yet she, she handled it like a Proverbs 31 gal. The guy wasn't shady, so she dealt with him. And uh, he showed her the weed whacker and uh, made the made the trade, and that was kind of a, you know, I'm proud of my wife. She she traded at the city gates, and she she um, got business taken care of, uh, and I didn't have to, you know, break the law and speed laws to get home and to deal with that. Now, normally I would have been the one to do that because that's just not her gig, but she stepped up her game. And uh, just like I gotta step up my game if uh, the house needs cleaning, we've got guests coming, and you know, I might not be the one that likes to do certain clean, clean up things. I step up my game. And our wives recognize that. I encourage you to step up your game even though you might not be having guests come over. 
Step up your game every now and then. Shake the world up. You shake up the world, there's benefits. Just saying. So anyway, but I wanted to touch on that, you know, my wife and I, it's, it's really weird. Have you ever considered, those of you who are married, have you considered, it's kind of interesting and cool how, you know, when you're, you're dating, you fall in love, you, you don't think about all of the nuances of your personalities, not really, I mean, we didn't. You don't fully think about all of that stuff because, you know, that's just kind of extra stuff. You're just, you got doe eyes going with the little hearts and sparkles. You know, that's what's going on in your mind when you're falling in love. So some of that stuff you don't really, you're not consciously aware of. I mean, sure, the major things, you know that, you know that you click together on a on a larger scale um and you're saying you know all those other things it won't matter we'll figure it out well it's true you do figure it out and just like gears new gears that are machined and they start to work together and and the and the teeth fall in alignment with the other ones any of the burrs that are there, they kind of wear off. Creates a little friction when that happens, but what I'm saying is, as you develop your life together as a married couple, you find out where each of you has strengths and where each of you has weaknesses. And it's really awesome and beautiful to find that, you know, in a relationship like that, Whoever is stronger in one element, if, if you are giving of yourself to the relationship and really wanting to seek the best for the other, you will recognize where you're stronger in an area and where they're stronger in an area and where you're weaker in an area and where they're weaker in an area. If, you, if you're aware of these things, the more years you spend together, the more you'll be aware of these things. You, you take on the thing that you're stronger in. Now, early in our marriage, I was thinking that I was helping her out by forcing her to step up her game in areas where she was weak. Now, I guess to, to a slight extent, you have to do that because, you know, I mean, in an extreme case, perhaps, if, if I'm the one who always does the drive-in and she never wants to, and never wants to drive and, and basically refuses to drive ever, like we'll wait to, for me to come home to go shopping because then I'll drive, maybe that's an extreme case and maybe that, you know, I think you probably ought to learn how to drive kind of thing. That's a different case. But I'm talking about things like, um, you know, maybe, maybe one, of, one of the people one of the partners in the marriage relationship is better at 
doing the books, doing the checkbook and all that kind of stuff and handling the bills. Maybe the other one doesn't enjoy it so much. Now, in our case, I used to do it, but it wasn't necessarily her thing, but she kind of took it on. And I think I like that. I She took it on and, and she, she kind of does that now. And she does it very good. Can I do it? Sure. But I let her do that. There's things that are like the legal and the businessy things that that she doesn't like to deal with that I do. So as we're buying this house and selling land and getting home insurance and doing title searches on our land for mineral rights and all that gobbledygook, she is totally fine leaving that to me. Now, do I enjoy that? Not really. But I do know that that's not something she enjoys, so I step up my game and I take care of that. And I know that she's grateful for that. So that's just a little bit of my life. And I'm just encouraging you, husbands and wives, find out if you don't if you don't know you know, where you guys are. Maybe you're younger or just haven't got to the point in your relationship where you really know that kind of stuff. Have a date night where you talk about this stuff. It's okay to talk about this kind of stuff. Your life will go so much smoother if you can actually talk some of this stuff out. Not to mention the sex thing. You gotta have a date night where you talk about that too. I'm not going to go there. Not today. I will someday. you got to have discussions about all the aspects of your married life. So. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Sometimes I feel like you're sitting right next to me in the car. We're going on a going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where that came from. Little Einstein. I really don't know where that came from. But that song was in my brain for years. Some of you know what I'm talking about. So I go on these rabbit trails, but I was done with that last that last segment because I don't need to belabor it. I think you get the gist of the marriage situation. That would be maybe husbandry and wifery 101. Yeah, that's weird. There's husbandry. And it's not wifery. I don't know what it would be called. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm talking about. When my voice gets low like this, you know that you really need to lean in and hear the words and pearls of wisdom, because I'm really quiet, and it just, sometimes, you have to get really quiet to cause you to really hear, just like the voice of the Lord sometimes gets really quiet 
And you need to just turn off all the distractions. Turn them off. In this time of prayer, you just need to listen to what the Lord says. Because sometimes his little whisper will wake you up. Sorry about that. Not really. Our kids, when they were growing up, they had... I think it was a one of these Fisher-Price barns or something like this where it had it had music in it. So you'd open the barn door or something and and then old McDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. You'd hear the music anyway. And the thumb Oh, McDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. And I cannot consciously remember this. I mean, I couldn't repeat it right now if I tried. But there were, there might have been another song. Whatever it was, the toy had two songs, two childhood songs. And every time one would play, the other one would play right after it. So much so, so that I would be doing, I'd be in the course of my work day, not thinking about kid stuff at all, and all of a sudden, that first song would pop into my head, the song that we all would have known growing up. And once I, once the memory of that melody played itself through my brain, I would instantly go into the next song, as though it was part of the same song. It was, the connection was made. And I can't shake it. I think it's the, uh, I, I don't know, it had to, had to do with, um, like, a railroad song or something. Anyway, the, the reason I'm bringing that up is because of hearing it, (laughs) because of hearing it over and over, it was ingrained in me. So why is it that I encourage you to get into the Word and to spend time in prayer with the Lord? Is because when you're there, you hear things. Whoa, hello, my friend, dear. I think the odds are, listen up everybody, the odds are that I might get into an accident if I'm doing this on the road for 30 minutes a day. The odds are that this podcast has a much higher level of potential for capturing a collision. I'm just saying. I had a deer just go in front of me. And if you live in Michigan, that's not really a big deal. It happens all the time. And I've hit one before. But never during the podcast. So, I'm not really looking forward to that. But 
it would make great well it wouldn't make great TV but you know what I'm saying so back to the back to where I was so we spend time in prayer and stuff so we can hear the words of the Father we can hear the heart of the Father we can not only hear it we can know it in our core and so when life is playing song number one to you you're instantly even subconsciously even sub-spiritually playing the second song when appropriate so when the enemy comes and says hey you worthless piece of nothing you stand up and say song number two says I'm a child of the king and I've been purchased by the blood of the lamb and you are not to talk to me that way I refuse to heed the lies of the enemy because it's the word of the Lord that I heed boom baby that's what you do song number two plays instantly BAM when the world plays song number one you play song number two and also you know there are situations where the 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 situation of the day might remind you of what the Lord has already done in your life so a good situation is what you're faced with and then you get further confirmation song number one comes at you you know you see that that person in your family that was so hard on Christianity has turned around and has embraced it and then you say yes and song number two says not only are they gonna embrace it but they have a new life possible that they have their sins washed clean and that all things have been made new you're reminded of these things. We don't have to go through life being dumb Christians. Dumb, not in the sense that you think. But dumb where we are unable to speak out truth because we don't know it. We need to know truth. So get the word in you. And a lot of these things, I, I, I've really come to realize that this is true because I have recognized when I have not been operating in that way. And I, you just kind of get, just like the Bible says, we get bumped around by the waves. We get battered and pushed around and whatever the circumstance is, it's like a boat being beaten in the, in the, uh, in the storm it's like there's no rudder that keeps you on track. So the Word of God is your rudder. It keeps you on track. It, 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 it dampens the effect of the world around. Okay, so I'm going to pull off to the side of the road for just a moment here.
because we're about ready to do something that's killer. We gotta let this car pass though. So this is the fruit. This is the culmination of seven days of doing something that, to me, seems really in the flesh seems silly. But two, three, four. Oh my gosh! Five, six, seven. <laughs> okay. So for those who don't know. I have been driving by the house we're buying and for the last six days I've blown my horn as I quote circle the property my Jericho our family's Jericho and today was the seventh day so I just blew my horn seven times and do you know what I saw <laughs> We've been, Christy's going to love this, we've been struggling a little bit with uh, the inspection for the land. There was a problem found in the drain field and we were really hoping that closing would happen um, at the prescribed time. and. Because they have to redo the drain field, there's preparation for this Jericho that needs to take place. And we were thinking that maybe it might push out the closing. <laughs> the Israelites closed on Jericho after the Lord handed it to them. Well, we're going to close on our Jericho and as I've always said, we pray for the uh, provision of God in the life of the sellers and that there be, that God's bounty will pour out on that family and that this whole thing will be a very good transaction. But what I saw today, check this, honey. Seventh day, blow the horn seven times. What do I see? I see the backhoe in the parking or the driveway area of the house. Something I had been looking for and I hadn't seen it yet. That tells me that the preparation is afoot. That's just kind of a nice little thing. Seven days. Seven days we waited. There was no sign until today. Isn't that kind of cool how that worked? You can say it's coincidence. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. I might even say it's coincidence. But I still think our God is on the throne. And I think that there's way fewer coincidences in life than, than we really think. So anyway, that's kind of cool. And if you listen to the podcast probably, I don't know, five days ago or something, you'd hear me talk a little bit about the importance of having a, a good drain field in your life. If you haven't heard that one, you got to check it out. 
So I think we're coming to a close today. I don't know. Today, practical family issues. And, uh, you know, a little bit of glimpse into Rusty's life. Hey, I'm not so different than you. Just normal guy. With a velvet voice. Nothing like Max McLean, though. Max is the man. I've been listening to that velvet crooner's voice for since the beginning of this podcast. In fact, I think it might have been the first day of the podcast that I heard him for the first time. And uh, I've really been enjoying hearing the word of the Lord. I've, I've been able to listen to it, you know, getting ready for work in the morning kick up the volume even in the shower I got new stuff coming into my brain God gives us insight I want to recommend that you you use every opportunity you've got to get more word into you so if you got a commute and you're not listening to this podcast get some Bible flowing in your car I mean if you got a mobile device and you got the newer cars you could you could run your audio from your device into the car speakers and you could be feeding yourself the word of the Lord every day you could do this and I will tell you it will change your life you might just you might just have to make a podcast because I'm telling you what and it's really weird to think about this I promise I'm, I'm gonna wrap this up but Before the podcast, I really had times in my life where I was thinking, you know, what do I have to offer the world? I mean, my opinion is opinion. The world's full of them. What do I got to offer? Well, I'm thinking that my opinion, if it's salted with the salt of the word, I think my opinion's got some weight, don't you? And yours can too. And as I've been able to get what's in me out and into the vapor of the culture with this podcast, don't you know God is filling me up with new stuff? And that is a picture of how the life of a Christian ought to operate. You give out. You keep giving out. I don't think I'm going to stop. You give out and God will keep filling you up. And in the process, your wineskin of who you are becomes renewed. you got new oil flowing in you, and the Lord renews you as you do this. It is a good thing, people. It's a very good thing. If you don't have an outlet for that, you need to find one. And if you, don't, if you want to do a podcast like this, I will tell you how to do it. It is so easy. If that's in your heart to do it. You know, that's, it's such an easy thing to do to get, it, get, your word, get the word out that that can be your 2B step. You might be at 2A right now. You could do 2B. You don't have to be perfect. Just do it. Get that flowing. Who knows? Maybe that's the first step to the 2C and then to the step 3 in your life. But don't, don't try to circumvent the steps God has for you, okay? So I'm bringing it right back around to that. Let the Lord speak to you. When you read the Word, 
do the word. Do the word and he will give you more things to do that require more faith. But faith is built. So take the first steps and trust him that he'll be there for the future ones, okay? I'm going to leave you with that today. I love you all. Live in peace and I will see you on the flip.